Hello, friends. Welcome to the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. My name is Denise Alvarez, and I'm so glad you're joining me here today. Now, just in case for new friends, I always do a very brief introduction, and then we are going to get into today's bonus podcast episode. Now, the reason I'm sharing it as a bonus is because what Lindsay has to say is especially important as you're moving into 2023. And because there are some things that are timely about what we are talking about, and I wanted to make sure and get this out to you as soon as possible. So as I said, my name is Denise Alvarez, and through my business, Storm Lily Marketing, I get to help horse business owners who are chasing dreams, chasing big goals, and I get to help you really take that vision and turn it into reality by turning your online audience into your customers to help grow your reach, to help really clarify your message and your marketing so that you can do more of what you really love to do. So I do that through one-on-one coaching as well as website design and website content and copywriting and Social Stride, my monthly coaching program. So if any of those things interest you, you can absolutely head to stormlilymarketing.com to learn all about those things. But what I'm super excited about today is for you to learn about Lindsay Hayes Kofel. My friends, she has become an amazing friend. But before that, let me tell you, you are going to be um, inspired by how great she is as a business owner and how she really right now is diving into what has been her strength all along, but she didn't realize it. And I wanted to share this with you because as business owners, so often we start our business and then we just get to doing, right? We're doing the thing and not really paying attention to what parts of our business do we enjoy most? What parts are really fulfilling and what parts should we be growing? Because other people are asking for more of that. So as you listen to this episode and this introduction to Lindsay, if you've not yet met her, I want you to think of those things through the perspective of your business. Think about where you are in your business. What areas do you maybe want to grow as you go into 2023? All right. Now, as I said, Lindsay is a great friend and she's actually a great friend to the podcast. So if you've been around since the beginning, she was here when we launched and she was in episode two talking about email marketing and episode four talking about testimonials and some of the ways that you can collect and find testimonials in an organic way. So if you've not listened to those episodes, I definitely encourage and invite you to do that. You can just go to stormlily.com slash two or stormlily.com slash four to catch those episode replays. But for now, I want you to jump in just knowing that you're about to be inspired and encouraged. And here is my interview conversation with Lindsay Hayes Kofel. Hey, Lindsay, I am so glad you're joining me here today. Thank you for being here. Hi, Denise, and hi to everybody on the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. Yes, I'm so glad you're a regular now, right? So, yeah, anybody, this is my third. Yeah, my third? this is your third. Yeah. yeah, yep, I love it. So, anybody who hasn't yet, right? I know 101 <laughs> episodes in now. Amazing. Yeah. Yes, congratulations. Congratulations <laughs> on 100 episodes. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, for those of you who haven't yet met Lindsay, I will put links in the show notes. Um, of course, so that you can go see what she's doing and meet uh, her and her husband through that introduction. So 
previously on the podcast, Lindsay, you've been here to share about online marketing and what you guys are doing in your business, um, where you breed, train, and coach uh, rainers and performance horses and things like that. We've talked about your background. So what I want to hear about is your personal background um, and your experience, and especially how that's culminating to what you're doing now in your business that really is pressing into your personal strengths. Yeah. So the last time that I was on, we talked about email marketing and we talked about some of the different things that we were doing to market the in-person part of the business. And what's changed is that we've got this whole separate life going now with uh, online education. So I've got my membership, um, my monthly membership, which is about showing people what to do when their coach is not around. And the newest thing that we're going to talk about more today is the uh, Equitation Accelerator, which is my my new baby, my new course mm-hmm. that launches in January of 2023. And it is all about my most favorite thing, which is equitation. I love that. Your new baby. That's super fun. So, yeah. and yes, I can't wait to share more. So what I would love to do to give everyone listening a really full understanding, because what I think is going to happen is those of you that are listening, you're going to see yourself in Lindsay's story because so often when we get started in business, we start doing what we think we wanted to do or what we think we should do. And then we kind of realize where our strengths lie, right? The more we take action, we get clarity. And so that's what's happened with Lindsay. And so I'd love to go back a bit to kind of the beginning of your horsemanship story. So I know that you started taking and giving riding lessons pretty early on in your life, right? That's right. And you know, what's really funny is I've been thinking about this a lot recently and how when you're building your business and you're developing developing your skills uh, as a professional, you don't often think about, you don't always think about where it's headed. You kind of think about what the next right thing is or what you really feel is right, what you want to do. And right now, looking back, it's, it's quite easy to see how equitation became the thing for me. But uh, for the longest time, it didn't feel that way. Um, and I'm not going to give you my whole life story, but it actually starts <laughs> before it actually starts before I started taking lessons. My, my dad's a spinal cord injury specialist, and he also suffered from a back injury. He actually had a skiing injury and, uh, broke a bone in his back. And my mom is a medical legal consultant. So she, helps people who have been in catastrophic accidents to restore their quality of life to before the accident. So my upbringing and my uh, family dinnertime conversations have often been around ergonomics and kinesiology and proper posture. And um, it's been something that I've really grown up with um, even before I started taking riding lessons. Okay. That's super interesting that you bring it in from that perspective. And that makes, that makes even more sense why you were kind of drawn to that idea of equitation and why it matters so much to you. So tell us a little bit about, um, how that kind of started once you got on the back of the horse. So I started taking lessons, uh, when I was a kid and my coach, thank goodness was very particular about equitation 
and helping people to develop the right posture and the right body position before being able to um, go and do more complicated maneuvers. And she was a real stickler on it. And it got to it got to a point where we would come out for lessons and she would say, okay, we're working on equitation today. And everybody would groan. (laughs) (laughs) So I did that for years. And then I started teaching. um, And I actually started teaching when I was very young because I was tall and I, I looked a little bit older than I was. And, uh, I, it was a long time ago now, and you could teach when you were a teenager, you could teach when you were very young, you know, 25 years ago was a little bit of a different time. So, um, I did start teaching very young and, uh, equitation was what I knew. It was what I was taught. So moving beyond that, I was really excited to have a chance to actually, what I felt was actually do things on horses. So move away from just how to sit and try working a cow or try doing a reining maneuver or try jumping or um, kind of getting out of that zone of just chin up, heels down, hands forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you did that through Um, are you talking about when you went to Meredith Manor or even before that you were starting to do that? So, yeah, I was doing, uh, when I was taking lessons and even when I was, uh, leasing a horse, I was mostly just working on my own body position. Um, and then when I went to Meredith Manor, I thought, here's my chance to become a professional and surprise, surprise, the whole first quarter, the first three months were actually on a lunge line. So I wasn't even riding free. I was riding on a lunge line doing exercises meant to develop my equitation. And it was kind of, um, it it was a very deep theoretical education as well as retraining the body um, from whatever bad habits we had picked up and, and kind of helping our equitation to evolve to the point that then we could be really effective as we tried uh, advanced training maneuvers or working the flag or jumping or, you know, whatever area of the school that we were in. For me, it was mostly the Western department and a little bit in the dressage department, but I also did take some uh, jumping lessons while I was there. So at that time, I was really excited about getting an opportunity to, um, what I thought in my head as being getting away from equitation and more to application. Oh, that's really good. Um, so here's a thing that you are super humble and you're not saying, but I know that you said when you and I talked is that people actually were noticing your exquisite equitation along the way, right? So it wasn't just your interest in it, but people were actually commenting on it, right? Yeah. (laughs) I I think one of the reasons why I was asked to coach was because I, you know, I was always told that I was a pretty rider, which I don't really like to say, because I know people, a lot of people want to be a pretty rider, but to me, I took it, I took it almost to be an insult. I took it to mean like, oh, it looks nice, but what is she really doing? Is she really getting the horse trained or is she really getting the job done or I was tired of being, um, I was tired of being told that I'm a good rider. I'm a pretty rider. I wanted to go and do things, but yeah, you're right. I was told, um, you know, 
all along, all along my writing career. And some of the people with the very best of intentions, um, but I didn't take it that way for the longest time. I didn't take it that way. So while I was taking lessons, when I was leasing a horse um, in high school, when I, even when I went to Meredith Manor, there were a lot of people who said, you look like a dressage rider, or you look like, you know, you, you ride very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's, that plays into that idea of strengths and how you're leaning into that now, but at, you were hearing that along the way, but you didn't see it as a strength. So before we get into the next step in that, I would love for you actually, um, because of course we have listeners from a variety of disciplines on the podcast, which I'm so grateful for each of you. Um, but equitation kind of means something different to different people, or maybe some people don't really think about it as much depending on the discipline. So in your terms, which you've said it really well already a few times, but I want to give you the chance anyways, to say in your terms, what is equitation? So if you look up the definition or the meaning of equitation, it's the art and practice of riding a horse. So what most people misunderstand about equitation and what obviously I misunderstood about equitation for a really long time is that equitation is not separate from your horsemanship skills, how you interact with horses, how you train your body gymnastically to ask horses to do things. Equitation is those things. So equitation is not just whether your back is straight, whether your chin is up, your hands are forward, your heels are down. It's actually how you use your body to communicate with your horse. A lot of people use the term horsemanship and uh, not enough people, I think, use the term equitation. Yeah, it's so true. You know, um, you know this, like I'm constantly looking for ways to learn and increase my knowledge when it comes to how to ride better and all of those things. And so I listen and watch a lot of people and I don't hear that word a whole lot. Um, unless like there's a couple, like you said, dressage riders that I follow and that I learn from, and they talk about that. So it is very interesting. And that's why I wanted to bring that up because as we're talking about that and those that are listening, there's a, I know this is not a horsemanship podcast, but even for those of you that are listening from a business perspective and thinking about when you're leaning into your strengths, I want you to think about some of the how those strengths are actually defined. And maybe you see them one way, but really what people are saying to you as a compliment is a strength and you're just not seeing it yet. So I thought it was good to dive into that. A little bit of a diversion there. Okay. So you went to Meredith Manor, you were being, you were noticing that you were really diving into that, increasing your knowledge, right? And then it kind of moves closer into what those of my listeners that have already met, you know, where you then ended up, you know, becoming um, a writing instructor and kind of going that direction. Tell them a little bit about that process and where you're involved in. Yeah. So when I graduated from Meredith Manor, I went and uh, I actually came back to the lesson barn that I had grown up at. And I decided that I didn't want to just start teaching right away. So I went and worked for a couple of different horse trainers um, and then came back to giving lessons um, and in the lessons that I was giving and in the training process. So when I was working as an assistant trainer, both of those, obviously, now that we know the actual definition of equitation, both of those 
everything was coming back to that. So all of the teaching that I was doing, if I was going to try to help somebody to be able to do something that they wanted to be able to do on the horse, it came down to their body position and their equitation. If I was trying to do something that the head trainer wanted me to do on a horse, it came down to my body position. So these things seemed like major themes uh, that were going on in my life, whether I was teaching or whether I was being taught to teach the horse, if that makes sense. Uh Sure. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And so then um, I'm going to fast forward you a bit. Um, Not that 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 section's unimportant, it super is. But then I know that through that, right, people notice that. And then as you built your business over time, and then as you partnered with Jesse later on, and then you guys built a business together, um, you have been hosting clinics specifically on equitation, right? And even had people come to you specifically asking for help with their equitation because word got around that Lindsay is not only really good at it, she's also good at teaching it. There's two, that's a distinct difference too, that I will pull out for those of you that are listening in our audience. Sometimes you might be really good at something, but then turning around and teaching it to somebody else can be a struggle. Um, but that's something that people have come to you because they know that they can learn that from you. Right. Yeah. And that has been, that's the part that I'm most excited about, I think is, you know, becoming, becoming a a person who shows becoming a show person and um, competing in the reigning and competing in the all around quarter horse stuff. And even when being asked to do, I was asked to do a, a demonstration at the Royal Agricultural Winter Fair, which is a huge winter fair up here in Ontario. Um, and being asked to give a demonstration there with another dressage rider where I did some of the work on the reining horse. She did some of the demonstration on the dressage horse. And then we swapped horses and we did some movements and maneuvers on each other's horses. Things like that were starting to happen for me. And people who were people who had been competing for a lot longer than I had, because I never showed in the reining until um, after I graduated from Meredith Manor and I was already an open rider and I was in my early twenties, I guess. Um, I, the people that I had been watching and, um, you know, cheering on and that had inspired me to show not very long after I started showing, showing and performing those maneuvers, those people were coming to me for, um, equitation advice how do you do this in a sliding stop? Or how do you get your body to do that um, in the spin? Can I come down? Can you help me with that? Okay. I love that. I didn't know all of those things. And I'm so glad you mentioned that, um, that how that was building right over time and that people yeah, were coming so to you. I, I think what happened, Denise, was I had, I had that happening. I had like some really wonderful people around us. We're so lucky. We have such amazing clients and I had some really amazing people around me who I respected a lot as horse people saying, can you help me with this? And I could easily. Mm-hmm. And it kind of lit me up. It was so, it's so much fun. I find it so much fun to be able to tell somebody some small tweak that they can do with their body or some connection between, um, what they want the horse to do and how their body needs to create that shape to make it make under to make it make sense to the horse that I find so fun. So I had these people that I really, really respect saying, you know, can you help me with this? 
And then on the flip side, I had some people saying, well, you're really good at equitation, but I want to know more. I want to be able to go and do this or that or whatever. And so they would want to take lessons with my husband, or they would want to go and take lessons from somebody who would, I think in their eyes, let them do more things than work on their body position. But none of those people were making any progress. Mm. And I think that, you know, that kind of flipped a switch in my head where I felt like, why am I resisting this equitation thing? Why don't I lean into it? If I have these people that I really respect that are coming to me for equitation lessons, um, and I even have these people that aren't very nice to me, but at least they're saying I'm good at equitation. (laughs) Why don't I turn that into something and, um, you know, see what happens. So I started offering equitation clinics and they were filling and people were requesting them. I had, I had one year where I think I did eight or 10 equitation clinics in one year and I filled all of them and I had the same people want to come back over and Mm. over and over again. Like people just could not get enough of it. So um, that was a big turning point for me. I think in, instead of resisting that leaning into it and, and kind of recognizing this is my strength and this is where I fit in, in this industry and what can I do to help, improve people's lives and the lives of their horses through this skill that I have. Mm, That's so good. For those of you listening, let me just remind you and encourage you to be doing that in your business. Don't think that just because you started your business doing one thing, that that's what you have to do for 20 years, evolving and paying attention to what you enjoy, paying attention to what people are asking you for that you enjoy as well. Cause sometimes those are not always the same, right? There's definitely times as a business owner that you're going to see people asking you and you're going to go, Oh, sure. I can do that. I can do that. But if it's not your strength, if it's just a, I can it's not going to bring you the most joy in the long term. So for those of you that are listening, I encourage you to be evaluating what you're doing in your business at all times, right? Be willing to evolve and change. Make sure that it's getting you closer to your dreams and goals for your business, but also that you're leaning into your strengths and doing what you enjoy. So I love that. So now, Lindsay, you have, of course, you all started the membership and we talked about that here on the podcast. And then through that, that was kind of your four way into online coaching, right? And digital products. And so now you have your first online course. So congratulations. I'm super excited for you on this. Thank you. I'm really excited about this. So this is my way of bringing a deeper level of education to uh, the people that have been involved with some of my equitation clinics and my lessons but also to anybody else who's interested in equitation and really deep diving into the ability that our body has to influence the horse. Um, And it's giving me an opportunity to teach that on a deeper level and also on a bigger scale. So it's really exciting for us right now. Yeah, I am super excited for you. And honestly, again, to speak directly to the audience, for those of you listening who are saying, okay, A, 
you know, I know not everybody listening is a horse trainer or riding lesson instructor. Some of you have other jobs and you also like to learn and work on your own equitation. And so let me encourage you to check out Lindsay's course because I can vouch that she really is an amazing instructor. Um, and also if those of you who are listening have people in your life that are students um, of other disciplines and sports, this equitation course will apply. And it's only going to help, right? Like I'm excited for this course because I know it's going to help me in my writing. And then of course, my instructor is going to be excited that I'm getting additional education, right? In addition to going to lessons. So for those of you listening who know people that could benefit from this, um, can I just invite you to check it out? Stormlily.com slash equitation. I've made it super easy for you to get to Lindsay's page where you can learn more about it. So if you go to stormlily.com slash equitation, you can go, there's a video there from Lindsay that'll share more about the course. You will see the module breakdown and what people will learn and how. Um, So let me just give that plug because I know that while this is a podcast about business, I know that you all care about these things. So I want to make sure that you know how to find out more information if it's something that interests you. That's so kind of you to uh, invite everybody, Denise. I appreciate that. And if anybody who's listening has questions about the Equitation Accelerator and also about how it applies, if you are not, this this version of the Equitation Accelerator has been geared towards Rainers. But um, if you have any questions about how to make it applicable to jumping, how to make it applicable to barrel racing, endurance riding, uh, what have you. The first four modules are universal and I am actually offering a 10-week program rather than the full 12-week program, which is for anybody, anybody who's on the back of a horse. The first four modules of this program are universal. So uh, I'm happy to answer questions around that as well. I love that. Okay. So for those that are listening who are saying, okay, Denise and Lindsay, I hear you talking about a digital product and a course. There's so many different ways to do that. I would love for you to share a bit about how you have chosen to structure your course for those that are listening and considering maybe a potential digital product in their future. So the way that I've structured this one is it's a 12 week program. It, 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 I mean, anybody who rides horses knows it takes time to improve your skills. And so I wanted to deliver this over a long enough period of time that it really gave people the time to digest the information. There isn't any riding required to go along with the course. It's entirely knowledge based, but as we all know, some of these things, they just need a little bit of time for us to digest and to think about and maybe even to think about the next time that we're riding our horse and then to come back. And after the, the video lessons have dropped, then we have a support call. So we have a video lesson drop and we have a series of small videos that drop all at one time. And then we have a support call, which is live with me where I'm answering questions about any of the things that you have been through. Um, like any of the lessons that we've been through, if there's any questions that you have on those things, if there are links that we can make from those videos to your actual writing in your own experience and uh, being in that community with other people that are really passionate about um, developing their equitation skills. So kind of like a clinic or a lesson where 
sometimes what you take away from it is actually a question that somebody else asked or something that the coach told to somebody else, um, being in that environment live every other week. So the full program with the reigning specialty at the end is 12 weeks. Every other week we have the video lessons that drop and a support call. And then the final week is just the support call to really make sure that all of your questions are answered. There's also the opportunity on each one of the video lessons to write your questions right into um, the Equitation Accelerator program there. And I will be in there making sure that every single question gets answered, especially if you can't be there live for the support call. Okay. Thank you for breaking that down. I just think for those listening, it's so good to see what is possible um, what the options are, because of course we know there are many, many ways to to host and sell and create an online course. And I'm sure, honestly, that would be another great podcast episode in the future to just talk about the different options. Um, but th- I think that's super helpful. So for, again, those of you listening who are curious about it, you can head to stormlily.com slash equitation and you'll see um, all the things, right? So at the time of this recording, right, this is December, 2022. So for those who may be listening later on, uh, the course actually begins, like the delivery begins in January, um, but registration is still open. And actually um, we're putting this out as a bonus episode because I want to make sure that those who are early listeners have the chance to maybe save some money with the early enrollment. So through um, December 8th, the end of the night, December 8th, uh, there's an early enrollment period. But then after that, those of you that are listening after that, still go check it out because you can still enroll um, and it begins in January. And so definitely, like I said, encourage any of you who are interested in doing that or who know people, uh, you know, students, you know, clients that would be interested, then um, share that with them as well. So here's the thing we talked about um, all the ways, right, that you were seeing your strengths pulled out, but it has evolved over time. Um, I'm really excited for, for what you're doing here, Lindsay, because your passion and your excitement for it really shines through. And I think that that's the key, that as business owners, when we really find that sweet spot, um, then that shines through and other people can see that in us and it makes it even easier to sell, right? For those who are listening and saying, it's really hard for me to sell. One of the things that's going to make it easier is when you're, when you're really working in your strengths, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think it makes a difference. And the reason why any of us work with horses is because we love horses. So if we can figure out something in alignment with horses and our own values and what really lights us up and we can we can create something that helps other people then that's the easiest thing to sell that's the easiest thing in the whole world to sell something that you would purchase if i would have had this program you know years ago i would have i don't know how i would have sold a kidney to get into that you know I think finding something that you're really passionate about, something that um, something that helps you in a way that you would have liked to have had before you got to where you are, that's the key. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's super good advice. Okay. Lindsay, I am so grateful for your gift of time here today. Thank you so much. And congratulations again on the course. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. And again, congratulations on 100 episodes. Thank you.
All right, friends, what did I tell you? I hope that you really enjoyed that conversation. And I hope more than enjoyed it, that you were thinking about how this fits into your business strategy. How does this fit into what you want to do more of in 2023? Whether it is doing something like Lindsay and creating online products and digital courses, or if it's honing in on some specific one-on-one offerings that you may have, or maybe you're somebody that creates actual physical products. Maybe you need to think about what people are saying about your products and is there one that you can really focus on growing or adjusting and changing and adding to in the coming year to make it more what people are asking for. So I would love to hear from you all actually on social media and hear where this hits home for you. So would you find me at Storm Lily Marketing on Facebook and Instagram and let me know what you want to do more of in 2023. And would you find Lindsay and encourage her and let her know how much you loved this conversation? And of course, if the Equitation Accelerator Program is something that would be beneficial to you in your writing, well, actually, let me back up. I guarantee it will be. If it's something that you would like to do more of in 2023, if you really want to invest in your own equitation and get out of your own horse's way, then I encourage you to go to stormlily.com slash equitation, and that will take you straight to Lindsay's page all about the course. And you can learn more about what's included and see if it's a great fit for you. And if you know others that you think would be interested or that you would like to participate in the course with you, then feel free to invite them as well. I know Lindsay would love to meet you and love to have you inside the course. All right, friends, I hope you have an amazing day. I hope you've enjoyed this bonus conversation with Lindsay, and I look forward to seeing you again here on the podcast for one more episode in 2022 before we jump into 2023. Have an amazing day.